0: Welcome, Elder Emos, on today's episode of the Elder Emo Hours podcast. Your Elder Emo Hours team sat down with Ricky and Tyler from Unsafe Unsound. How are you guys?
1: How's it going? Thanks I'm for good. having us.
0: Good. Yeah, thanks for being on here. I'm not going to lie, I fangirled a little bit when you were like, yeah,
1: let's do it. <laughs> uh,
0: and when you popped into our live, when we did our first, I think it was our first emo night you guys popped into our live. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: nice. Yeah, Devin gave me the heads up. He uh, he was like, hey, um, you know, you should, you should pop in. Uh, they are streaming your song. I was like, all right, let's go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, your cover that is currently taking TikTok by storm is the one cover that I didn't think I needed as an elder emo, and then it happened, and it's it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I love it. We appreciate So congratulations it. to you guys on all Thank that you. success. Thank you. Because um, I know just by your reactions, I don't think you were anticipating that much of not a reaction at all. Not to at all.
2: it. No, no, we... Uh... It was just kind of on a whim sort of thing like we were kind of just trying to decide what to do next after we had uh you know had our first single out for a while um and uh i just was like hey you know i've been seeing this trend of people talking about how what hurts the most by rascal flax is like low key and emo song and i was like why don't we make it one and ricky was like all right and so we did and we didn't expect it to blow up like we, we expected like it might do all right you know um but funny enough we we posted it the night after we got everything done and made the video and we we thought it flopped like we it was up for like an hour we'd only gotten like 80 views and we were like all right i guess we'll repost it tomorrow or something and i wake up in the morning to ricky like texting me being like dude have you seen the video and i was like no and so i opened it and i was like we're in like the thousands of views now like the tens of thousands or whatever it was and i was like all right, I, I guess we're good. And uh, then from there on out, like it just kept like picking up faster and faster. It comments and likes and wild. shares and like,
1: and people using the sound. That's what yeah. viral too. Cause there are a lot of other creators like u- using the sound, uh, which was, it was like, weird. Cause it was wrong. like, like yeah.
2: bigger, like verified accounts were using the sound and we were like, Whoa, like it was nuts.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's the one thing about TikTok though, is you, you get that one thing you hit the algorithm just right yep. you get it. In the right niche of people, and it it can change. It's a game changer overnight.
2: Oh, for sure. You know, we've we've had that happen to us uh, a couple times on uh, a couple different you know projects that we've worked on, and uh, you know it it was just really cool to see our band, uh, you know, be able to to make it happen as well. Uh, Because we've we've done it individually on our separate accounts, so we were just happy that we finally nailed something together.
0: Oh yeah. Now, speaking of the whole, the, the band and everything itself, and especially talking about this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen a couple different places that you guys have never actually met.
2: Yeah, we've never met in person. Uh, we live yeah. about four and a half-ish hours away from each other or something like that, and we met yeah, through TikTok. I'm based in Philly. Yep. And I'm, I'm from Virginia.
0: Yeah, so, so I'm is- mind-blown.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so here's... Here- Oh, oh, for real? Cool. Oh, that's sick. I'm nice. in North Carolina,
0: so... Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Okay,
1: cool. Well, we're all on the East Coast, at least, so that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, we met through TikTok because, uh, you know, we, we we're we we're both content creators like on our own individual accounts, and uh, you know, we had both been producing a lot of pop-punk, post-hardcore, uh, elder emo content, basically. Um, and it's just basically music-related, uh, and we had just been like we we had been admiring each other for all this time because I admired Tyler's vocalist and then he uh, he was like hey I, I really like your your instrumentals and stuff like that and it was funny we had like this like, little school crush like we did, we were like too afraid to reach out to each other to actually collaborate <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah it was it was really funny and. Uh, I think what when when, at, when that actually happened was uh when we did that justin bieber cover so we uh that song lonely was trending and then i did like a pop ghost uh punk cover of it and then uh, that took off and then tyler added vo- vocals to it and then he took off too and we we're like okay let's just let's release the whole thing together yeah um and then since then we talked about like you know working on music together we just like uh you know tried out a couple songs um and yeah, uh, it was, and it was only maybe a few months ago. We were like, okay, let's actually be a band. So yeah. Yeah. yeah super so, cool. yeah,
0: so super cool. who made the first move?
2: Um, I think I did because I, I want to say he was doing a cover of something else and I approached him asking him if I could be the vocalist for it, but he had already like promised that like to someone else. And so like, I thought that was his way of like lightly rejecting me. So I was like, oh, well, you know i okay um uh, but you know he um he was like no, no no like we can still work on something else and i was like oh okay so he like brought it back and i was like oh maybe he doesn't hate me after all um and so it, it worked out though because uh shortly after that i think we were going to do like a Silverstein cover or something we did end up doing one at one point but i can't remember if it was before or after the lonely craze but um yeah we uh he, he did the instrumental for Lonely. It took off, and I literally just left a comment that said, boy, if you don't send me that instrumental, and then he did. Um, and that's that's how it all worked out. And it's just been pretty much like a, a whole thing since then. Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's awesome. So then how long have you guys been playing together then? Like um, as a band, like your own collective band.
2: band? Mm-hmm. I think we wrote our first original song together shortly after The Lonely Craze um maybe a couple months after or something. So I know The Lonely thing happened in like November. So honestly probably about a year or so we've been like doing stuff together um like behind the scenes. Um and we didn't release our first song until like I don't know maybe 6 months ago or so.
1: It was like October of this past yeah. this past year. Yeah.
0: So Speaking of, speaking of singles, we do have a new one that's coming out. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's in April?
2: Yep, April 1st. And it's, it's not an April, April Fool's joke, we yeah. promise. It's, it's not- actually coming out that day. Promise, yeah. promise. Yeah.
1: We were, honestly, we were thinking of, like, you know. We, we talked like, about it. everybody, And, and joking about, it, like, oh, is this coming out or not? But we are like. This is, it's a little too early for us to actually make jokes. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's too early in our career. Like, like, we'll mess something up. We want up. to be, like, taken a little seriously. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, but you could also turn around and say, hey, we're going to do a cover of, like, TikTok by Kesha.
2: Oh, man. So, like, <laughs> so the issue with that is, like, we've already told so many people that we just do not want to be a cover band. Like, and, like, we've been really trying to separate ourselves from the, the idea of covers because, what hurts the most blew up and everyone just expected us after that to just be a country cover band, And we were like, no, no, like that's not, that's not it. So we, we definitely want to set the record straight. Like what hurts the most was great. We loved it. We had fun. Uh, the success was awesome and we appreciated everybody's like, you know, um, excitement around it and everything, but in support, but when it comes down to it, like we do not want to continue down that path because we think that, our original art is you know just as good if not better and uh that we have so much more uh to offer than just country covers
1: mm-hmm. so we always try to encourage our listeners to check out our original music because like we're like well if you like what hurts the most like a lot of those em- elements are similar to what we what we put out originally so, yeah
2: I, um, it, it's gonna be a lot like i'll say you'll still hear the same voice you know this the singing and screaming switch-offs and stuff like that there will be more screaming in most of our originals um but Ricky definitely um, is a lot more expressive, I will say, in our, our music as far as, like, his instrumentation goes. I think he explores a lot more and experiments a lot more. And I, I think we both do, really, just with the sound. There's a lot more, like, synth elements and, and, you know, all sorts of stuff. So our overall sound is a lot more experimental and there's just more to offer. And, and there's more for the listener, like, to enjoy as far as, like, different genres and, and sounds and elements. So um, we're really excited
0: oh yeah i'll like, say of the snippets that i've heard of the single that's releasing i'm very excited for it oh, like, dude, very, oh dude we can't wait it's it's very it's 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 catchy in the not in the sense of like uh, like a justin bieber bot, but it's like it's one of those ones that you can hey even if it report. was
2: we would take it
0: well yeah, yeah we, absolutely we
2: appreciate that yeah
0: i'm excited for it just it yeah. better not be a joke
1: yeah oh uh, it's not so we'll we, we tell promise you, we'll tell you, you this We'll tell you this. So that that snippet you heard in the song, that is the only time you'll hear it in the song. So, yep, not not a single oh. time really, really repeats. So yeah,
2: like no, we have no snippet. repeating parts.
1: <laughs> oh. like, yeah. So, uh, there's a lot of like that's you know, clever. Different, different singing parts and um, and screaming parts. It's just yeah. like we we try to be as like I don't know. Like I guess the word is progressive, but like you know, it, it's just we, we write whatever we feel is right, and yeah, we. We don't always stick to some sort of structure
2: <laughs> yeah we I don't think we stick to conventional yeah. song structure like at all in anything we've written none of our songs original wise have a repeating chorus or any of that like they just keep progressing and changing like, the whole way through and we keep adding more and more elements as it goes so um, listening to our music I think is gonna take like a listener on like a journey or a ride you know like why you know circle around the block when you could take like a scenic route and see, you know, a bunch of different things. Like we want there to be a, a larger experience with what we put out and we want there to be a prominent message that really gets across and there's nothing wrong with repeating choruses or anything. I think they're great. They are the part of the song that people oftentimes familiarize themselves with and sing along live and it gets stuck in their heads. But we think that we can make things that are just as catchy and and just as impactful or more impactful. Um, and just overall, just more, like, powerful, I would say, um, in their message, and, because I try to be as very descriptive with my lyricism, so, I don't know, I'm just really stoked, um, on everything we've written, I'm really proud of it, and I, I, can't wait to show you guys, because just that little snippet, like you said, you've heard it, and you're, like, it's catchy, you know, it's enjoyable, but it, the song takes so many different directions throughout it, like, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit, like, not, you know, like, it's, like, it starts heavy, and then it's got, like, the section that you guys have heard with the cleans, and then it picks up pace and gets faster, and then randomly it'll, like, do this big build-up, and then it just stops, and it's, like, ambient, and there's, like, auto-tuned electronic vocals and synth and a lot of, like, spacey sort of noises, and then, like, a very triumphant sort of ending with a lot of, uh you know, like, high-pitched yelling vocals and uh, chimes and a choir, and, you know, there's all of this stuff that we're doing, and we just think that, like, with, with all of this that we have to offer, why would we go back to, like, covering songs?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. But also having those elements, it makes you guys different. Like, you're we in like the genre, so. but it also sets you apart from the the normal sound. Like you said, I going around I, the block rather than taking the yeah. scenic route, yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. it makes you guys more sound appealing? Ear appealing? No, for sure. I I think,
2: I think you could say that. Um, And and like, Ricky, like you can touch on this in a second, because I think you'll have something to say about it. But like, legitimately, I think that with what we're doing, our whole goal was to like make something that we would want to listen to. And honestly, like knowing that we've been influenced by so many different styles and artists and everything why would we just make something that we've already heard a million times before with like, you know, those like chugging breakdowns and uh, synth and stuff like that? Yeah, we have those elements, but we didn't just directly rip off like Attack, Attack or Asking Alexandria or whatever. And then with our more pop punk elements or whatever, it was like, yeah, you know, you could say, hey, this kind of reminds me of like A Data Remember, but we didn't just directly say like, oh, I want to sound like A Data Remember. I want to sound like this. You know, we're very influenced by bands like Underoath and Silverstein, but we didn't say let's write a song that sounds like that. We were just like, okay, this this is what influences us. Now let's write something. And it just naturally sounds like what has influenced us. So I think that there's a a fine line between like inspiration and influence. And I feel like we've been inspired by these artists, but not directly influenced to the point where we're like almost plagiarizing their work.
1: I, I think I think one way to, I like to summarize this, like, we, our music is like a trail mix, right? Yeah. So you, you know, you reach into the bag, it's like, it's something different, but it's like, it's part of the, it's also part of their journey as you're, you're hiking, you know, out, outdoors. So I was like, yeah, I, I think you're going to get a bunch of different flavors, and we're really excited. Uh, by the way, the song is called Redeemer, if anyone's listening. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, uh, Redeemer comes out April 1st, and, um yeah. We were super stoked,
2: <laughs> definitely.
0: And it actually comes out April first. That is not a yes, joke. Yes, Let's reiterate that You're it is not a yes. joke. <laughs> it is not an April Fool's joke.
2: No, and, and honestly, and and just just so you guys know, my birthday is actually March thirtieth, so it comes out two days after my birthday. So, as a birthday mm-hmm. present to me, if you guys want to be nice, uh, or you could just say like "screw that guy" and and not be nice to me, that's fine too. But uh, if you want to be nice, uh, stream the heck out of our song that that week, because uh. It's actually really important for artists their their, their first week of their release. Um, it's the most important for any artist uh, with their releases. So that first week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, happy birthday to me, hopefully. But we'll see. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, hopefully. once it comes out, <laughs> yeah. we'll put it on our emo nights, like, for sure. Thank you. So that way we're we're, just, we're honestly, like, low-key
2: scared. Thank you. We're, we're scared, like, if we're being real. Yeah. There was such a big success with What Hurts the Most, and we have, like, big shoes to fill, we think. And not doing what people expected of us or wanted of us is, it's not to like slap them in the face or anything, you know, but it's just not what we'd ever planned. And so to not do these things, um, like we know we're leaving a lot of money on the table and a lot, you know, to be desired, but we're really hoping people stick with us and and care enough and and want to hear what we've got to offer. And so we know it won't be nearly as successful because it would be crazy to, to assume that. But we're hoping it at least does like a fraction of the success.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. But I feel like that the fear piece is something that really relies that any project that you do, yeah. any yeah. any project that you have, whether it's a song or an EP or an album or a show, like you're you're always gonna have that yeah. in there of like, okay, is this gonna is this gonna do what we want it to do, or is it not going to? Because like Brittany and I have feel that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah for sure.
0: Our first season of our podcast drops on Thursday. So, and we've got cool. I mean, we 11 well. episodes. Yeah. And
2: we're, we're, we so we're like, well. we're, we're terrified happy to be a part of whatever season you guys are in. So,
0: yeah. Like, we're, we're terrified that we're going to drop it on Thursday and it's just going to be nothing. Like, like nothing's going to happen. Like, it's something we've talked about. No, I mean, but it's,
2: I mean, I, I, mean I think that you guys will start off with like, you know, probably like a preliminary, like, Small cult following, and then it'll get like larger through word of mouth and through like marketing and stuff like that. But it is one of those things that like genuinely, I feel like it would also be kind of crazy to think like you guys will drop the first season to and be like the super big popular podcast too. um And I mean, really, we don't have that expectation.
1: Yeah, we don't. Like, great, yeah,
0: the whole expectation for us is like we're gonna. We have season one. We've got a lot of incredible people on there. <laughs> our whole thing Hell is yeah. we don't care about our success when it comes to it like we do and we don't but the whole point of our podcast is to bring attention to you guys like you guys people that are in your yeah shoes, so I artists think that like that are behind I think that, like, it so
2: i i think that like as long as you're defining success as that like you know being able to get artists out there and bring attention to them then like for sure and, and i guess it matters like how much attention you want to bring to the artists because then like If you define success as like, or or not worrying about success as like, oh, it doesn't matter if we get big, then I think that's that issue where it's like, well, then how much attention gets to those artists? So 100%, like, I totally, like, want to see you guys, like, blow up. Not even for us, like, for you guys. I think it's super cool when people have these sort of endeavors and they want to do a lot for artists. Anybody who wants to help promote artists, because it's hard as artists, especially independents, to really... Get people's attention and keep that attention. So anytime anyone's willing to try to help us do that, we really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Brittany and I have been on the same spectrum that you guys have been. Like, I mean, we've said this in multiple interviews, but I, I mean, everybody's different. When we're there, it's we've been on all aspects of it. We were in a band, we did music, we were nice. promoters, we were uh, venue managers, tour managers. Like, we've done all of it, so we know what you guys go through. We've been right. there, right. so it's like For sure. we're. At the point now, where it's like, well, we're pop punk and the emo scene and the rock scene, and everything is taking a come it's making a comeback right now, and it's a right. strong right. comeback. So it's like if we can get for on sure. this for train sure. for the comeback for all of these brand new artists, especially with TikTok introducing to everybody, like it's we not would not have known you guys it existed unless it was for TikTok or ninety yeah, percent of the video, other bands.
2: I saw a video like today actually, where or no, last night, where a guy was saying like honestly, like TikTok is the move right now. And you can be, you know, like, not to use the term in a derogatory way, but like a boomer and be like, oh, I'm not going to use TikTok. And like, you know, I, you know, it's, it's just a dancing app. It's goofy. It's whatever. But then it was like, honestly though, like, it's just the way things are right now. And like, you know, you can try to use other social media like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, but when was the last time an artist blew up on Twitter? When was the last time an artist blew up on Instagram? It doesn't really happen anymore. TikTok is the new wave. And so, you know it, you either just get with it or you know get out basically um and so we're uh we're, we're stoked to be a part of the platform and to have the following that we have and it's a struggle sometimes you know it's a fight all the time for views and for you know trying to understand the algorithm because it feels like it's constantly changing it's tiktok sometimes changing. feels like it's it's, it's punching changing. down on us as creators but then it throws us a bone every once in a while where it's like here's a million views and we're like okay well maybe you know we don't suck so um right it's a it's like dangling it's, the carrot. it's a little carriage. bit of a struggle but we're grateful
1: yeah exactly We really are dangling the character. No, like like
2: i we we always feel like we're chasing the dragon honestly um and it just it is what it is but at the end of the day like we're still super grateful that it exists and it has done wonders for us as, as artists
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah and it's it's done the same for us like beyond popular belief we started this a month ago this whole podcast started a month ago that's and awesome. the amount of success that we've had nice. over the past 30 days with just going through tiktok and stuff like that like it's yeah we didn't anticipate any of that and all we did was post right. videos and like right. videos we would post that were super relevant to what we were doing got like 20 views mm-hmm. and then i posted a video of my cat talking about something corporate and it freaking went off like
2: it, it's
1: weird <laughs> it's, like that though, you know? It is. It's, it's very weird it's like it's always that. like the, the the things that you don't expect to blow up. Is,
2: <laughs> I mean me and Ricky have talked yeah. about it where we're like, yo, we'll spend, you know, hours like filming and editing and whatever and the video will get like like a handful of views and then we'll like make a stupid like you know, shit post and it'll like blow up and we'll be like, Alright, like cool, I guess. Like something right. that took like ten seconds <laughs> right. to film. Um but so then, it's a like weird, they say
0: but. A weird. any attention. Like any attention is good attention, good yeah, or bad, sure. yeah. it's good attention.
2: I mean, it unless like them... you get called like a pedophile or something, then that's bad attention. Well,
0: like, I mean, yeah. yes, yes, at, <laughs> I mean, at, yes. But it's like yeah. it's it's like one of those things. Like we posted a video of us calling out Hawthorne Heights to come on our show, and that like blew oh. up within an hour. So it's yeah, like, I mean that blew so up great within about an hour. Like,
2: like <laughs> people want to help you on TikTok, you know what I mean? Like yes. people will like yes. legitimately like if they see you're striving for something and they feel like they have that power to like help you do that, like a a lot of the times they'll be like, "All right, yeah, I'll help you," you know? And so it, it's it's a great platform for like community and like, you know, solidarity or unity. Oh,
0: yeah. And people especially this the community. Success,
1: They're like, "Oh, wow, I helped." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: I did
1: that. I did that. Yeah. yeah. And especially like a, this community. No, that's a, like,
2: it's just Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's crazy. For
0: sure it's crazy like we've like, met that's, like, a, a lot of people in this anything, community like, that are like so into everything that's going on and they're like hey like yeah. there's people that we've partnered with that we never thought of that are like hey i've checked out this band why don't you get them on your show or hey why don't you review this or do that and it's like all of us are working together to all have the same outcome like we yeah. have our own little hub of uh, I want—I don't want to say non-musician supporters, but it's like we have our own little community of people that are like, okay, this is what we can bring to the artists. How can what can we do to make the independent artists bigger? And it's like right. this—we it's right. like an underground crew of ours that are yeah, trying to do sure. everything yeah. we can to ride this high to get everybody where it needs to. Because independent artists right now are—they're taking the music back. Yeah, I
2: think day, so. Honestly, like, content. I won't say the label is dead, but the label has definitely lost a lot of power and, like, a lot of allure. Like, a lot of independent artists don't want to, like, us, for example, we don't care about being signed. We don't want to be signed. Like, I mean, like, if, if a label came up and said, hey. out
1: to us once and we were like, eh. <laughs> Yeah,
2: and it was like, like, low-key, it was a major label, like, that had some serious artists. And we were like, nah, like, honestly, like, maybe we'll talk to them and see what they're offering. But at the end of the day, like, we're actually happy doing what we're doing now. And... You know, when it comes down to it, like if a label approached us and said, hey, you guys still have full creative control, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You know, you guys are doing great. Here's a budget for marketing and here's a budget for touring. You know, then it might be okay. But like, we're just, we don't want to be ruled over or changed or get into a contract where they say, hey, you can't do this anymore. Because like, even though we've done everything very unconventionally and probably the opposite of what we should have done, like we've been successful. Like, like going back to what we said earlier, we're writing songs that don't have repeating choruses and people are still like, Hey, I think I'm going to like this. And that's awesome. You know, like it's, you know, there are several bands who have done it and been successful. Uh, you know, a big band that we both, you know, very much love and take a lot of influence from is under oath. And they have a lot of songs that don't have repeating sections like that. And, you know, I think that once again, that, uh, inspiration like shines in our music for sure. And, uh, you know, they got really popular even doing that sort of stuff. And they've been big about Mm -hmm. kind of going against the grain. And so uh, we don't do it because they did it. We just do it because we do what we feel we should and what we want to do. And so we just don't want anybody to try to change that. Oh, yeah.
0: But it's also going back to that old conversation of doing things unconventionally is if you don't throw a little bit of risk, you're not going to get as much of a reward.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. And a Uh, lot of those
0: risks, especially right now, in the way that the the way that everything is, those risks are paying off.
2: Yeah, I mean, like like, this is different.
0: Like, yeah, we do too. Well,
2: I think people are looking for something different right now. You know what I mean? Like, people are. I think people are tired of the same thing. At least, let me. I will say, the average music listener doesn't care. Like, they're fine with turning on the radio or listening to whatever. But I think people who are like actually like really serious about it are looking for something different and even though they want you know the the emo days to come back and the punk days to come back i don't think they want exactly those songs again because they can just go back and listen to those i think they want something new that reminds them of that and this is why i feel like we've been successful is because we're doing something new but it has that flavor, you know, like a little hint of, of you know, that spice of emo or, or post-hardcore or whatever from the mid-2000s. So, it reminds them of something comforting, familiar that they, you know, loved and, you know, revered and wanted back. It's got a nostalgic feeling. Um, I, I tell Ricky all the time, I think what's great about us is we're original but familiar. That's a and good, I
0: good think way to put that's it. Important. I, I think like important. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the nostalgia thing is the big thing right now because all of the bands that we grew up with in the early 2000s are making a comeback. Like Scaring Kids, Scaring (laughs) Kids just released a new song. Alexis on Fire. They're
2: doing it. They're doing it because they see it. You know what I mean? Like they see, hey, you know what? We can come back and be successful. We're not, you know, 20-year-old kids anymore who are going to fight with each other and have to break up because we can't get along. Everyone's adults now. So they're like, let's get back together. Let's be adults about it and let's make some money and be a business because people are here for it and they want it and that's great um but i also see some bands and i won't name any off you know there's definitely one in my head i'm not going to name them but that are almost predatory with it in the sense of they're kind of teasing like hey we're coming back we're coming back we're gonna make music we're gonna do this but they'll release like a lot of uh corporate or commercialized things like a makeup line or merch or whatever and you know and, and they'll tour And they'll make a bunch of money off of that knowing people will spend the money on it for the the name basically but they're not doing anything new um and i i respect the hustle to an extent but it does leave me a bit like disenchanted with that artist and makes me feel like it was more or it is more about the money at this point than it is about the art or or the expression yeah Yeah, and that's sad
0: (laughs) i could see that i could see that after so we now talk it's, it's about also... this like when we go
2: off the record i'll totally like name who i'm talking about but like i don't <laughs> want to say it on the record <laughs> do, you
1: right. do you have an idea do you have an idea who who tyler's talking about or? ricky do you think I, you I, know? Have, I have
0: a couple ideas
1: i don't think i know I okay know. I'll, I'll tell I'm, you i'll, I'll tell, tell you like after interview. all this yeah
0: <laughs> wait off the record we'll get it off the record yeah you won't hear it here yeah. first yeah. <laughs> um no <laughs>
2: yeah i mean like i just <laughs> I, I just don't want to start any like beef or drama or like basically be You're like to no videos. yes i, I don't want, totally like, agree with to you think, like oh because because i <laughs> i actually recently no no for sure no and, and i i feel bad for the listeners but like because like, like dang i kind of want to say it but at the same time it's like I put out a video recently where I was like, hey, as artists, we shouldn't be shitting on other artists or or whatever. We shouldn't be like, you know, uh, to to basically get clout or to to use them as stepping stools or whatever. Because recently, and and I'll name this person, MGK has gotten a lot of hate, like a lot of hate. And I'll be real, I don't really care for his music. Is it catchy? Yeah, for sure. It'll definitely get stuck in your head. Um, uh, I I won't say anything about his ability or anything like that because that's not up for me to, you know, it's all subjective. You know art is very subjective. I'll say it's not for me. But at the end of the day, there shouldn't be other artists making videos on TikTok, you know, because that's our new marketing platform, saying, Hey, this dude is a poser, he's not real pop punk, he's not real emo. Listen to us, we're real pop punk, we're real emo. Like, why did you have to name drop a famous guy and crap all over him in order to promote your own music? Yeah. Like that's it, so totally, distasteful.
1: It's in poor taste poor taste to bring someone else down to elevate yourself. Like, right. Like, yeah, it's not a not a good
2: We yeah. definitely try to, to <laughs> avoid that. And so like I said, like I'm not gonna like say anything about anybody's art. I just feel like uh, you know, this particular band's choices seem a little odd. But once again, I'm not in their position. I don't know what's going on in their lives, or anything like that. Just outside looking in, it's a little sketchy.
0: And MG and when it comes to the MGK thing, kind of circling on that. MGK may or may not be pop punk when it comes down to it but mgk is bringing a lot of attention to a genre that is suffering so he is i'm not a huge fan yeah i'm not a huge fan of mgk like the way he is now like it musicality wise catchy it's catchy i'm not a huge fan of it i prefer mgk like two albums ago or when he was collaborating with sleeping with sirens So, right. that's how I got introduced to them, but it's, like, even though I'm not a fan of MGK's new stuff, he's still bringing a lot of attention to the genre and bringing yeah, it, like, he's helping people who that say up like, people who
2: say like, there There's some people who say, like, oh, it's, it's not good attention though, because he's setting a, a precedent or a standard that this is what emo or pop punk is, and this is the future of it, and this is the new wave, and he's popularizing it in a way where, like, this is mainstream, a mainstream version of pop punk or emo. And, like, well, i see what they're saying i think that any attention on the genre could be good like the fact that it is going mainstream to that extent is great because then you can kind of trace that back to what influencer inspired him and you know the underground bands and all this other stuff and this is how it works mm-hmm. i mean think about it when we were younger like i i remember hearing fallout boy and stuff on the radio but people will claim that they're pop punk and emo and all this other stuff so like no one wanted to call them mainstream sellouts, I mean, until years later, but from under the court tree. Like, Sugar were going down. One of their biggest hits was played on the radio. And so, like, if if, if us seeing that and, and our attention going to that and then, like, that kind of leading us down the, the path or the rabbit hole or whatever into finding all these other bands that we were into was a good thing, I don't see why the MGA thing is necessarily a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I just I don't think there's anything wrong with the mainstream being like serving serving as a gateway for people. To,
2: you know, no, I think to, it's great.
1: Check out underground music. Like for me, that my gateway was Linkin Park. Yeah, I, same. You know, that was my it, gateway. I'm, yeah, it was like they got me. Like when I heard Chester's screams, I'm like, oh, that is something I I I've never experienced before. I need to find more music like that. So right. I'm pretty sure people like people who enjoy MGK will will seek out more pop-punk music and they then they might even even explore uh different sounds so i hope so um, yeah i i i don't think i don't see anything wrong with, uh, with what mgk is doing for no definitely not like i said all all like yeah.
2: personal stuff aside like all what he does outside of music i mean all that aside i don't see what he's doing wrong as far as with music i just see a lot of people hating on him for being successful and and for like they're like deeming what he's doing as like not artistic or good enough, but like who are you to decide that? Like you can have that opinion, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, like that doesn't speak for everyone. It's subjective, not objective.
0: The only other thing that they that makes me mad and then we'll change subjects about this is that's fine. the way that mgk is presenting the the whole emo girl face is every, it's like everybody's coming out and saying that they're an emo girl. and I'm like, i got my ass kicked for this in high school but now it's okay yeah i think like, that's the
2: new wave the new it's wave. the new wave that's though just, you know that's like, just one my those little things things pet where, peeve like, <laughs> where, like no and i totally get that you know and i was talking to somebody about this yesterday yeah last night actually um it's just that that idea you know that like everything that our parents like think about it when we were getting older i'm pretty sure all of us started getting into like when the scene thing happened we were all trying to do like 80s style stuff you know what i mean like that was all cool and our parents were probably like hey that was cool when we were younger so now we're kind of going through that now where all these kids are being like oh the the emo thing and we were like that was you know when we were younger that was our thing and i think that that's kind of how it works you know it's always that cycle and everything so yeah it might be thanks for um, making me feel a lot older hey look it's just it is
1: hey what's the the name of this podcast (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: Basically, but but it is it is just kind of that thing, and um, you know, it, it's being glorified for sure. But I think our parents probably felt the same way, where it was like, yeah, I mean, the '80s were probably super glorified to us, you know, and and so um, they're not hearing about you know when we were called like uh, homophobic slurs and when we were like you know pushed in lockers or whatever it might be, you know, um, they're just hearing like, yeah, it was great to be emo, but that's the whole thing is because we are glorifying the crap out of it to them too we're all like yeah being emo was great it was so awesome it's so nostalgic we want it to come back and so that's what they're seeing um but at the end of the day like if we were all like no it was terrible like we we got beat up we got this that they'd probably be like you know like that doesn't sound good
0: true so let's i'm gonna since we're talking about back in the day being emo back in the day and everything i want to i want to take us back
2: oh god here we go let's go early
0: early 2000s uh okay. okay uh did you guys have myspace
2: yes i did oh yeah oh
0: absolutely all right so <laughs> you know the big thing about myspace was your profile song told everybody everything they needed to know about you and your personality yes, yes. so yep. Yep. one of the questions we love to ask in any any interview that we do we actually got asked this in one of our lives um but okay. if okay. you guys had MySpace today
2: what would your profile okay. song be? Okay. Ooh. Um honestly, I I'm, Under Oath is my favorite band. It would it would definitely be something by Under Oath. Um uh I've been listening to their new album a lot and I mean like we could all change our I, I mean I'm sure we all changed our MySpace songs like religiously, you know, with whatever we were listening to. So right now it would probably be uh their song Thorn off their new album. I've been listening to that one a lot. Um it's really solid.
1: um ooh, this is tough um I've been feeling a lot a lot of like I feel like if it was my my my, my myspace profile I I think it would probably be something dance Gavin dance related like I they, they're definitely one of my top five bands but like it's funny because they're uh I always talk about how how much I love like thrice and uh uh thrice counterparts And under oath and periphery, but I think I feel like I would probably end up picking Dance Gavin Dance because they just have such catchy material. And, like, you know, I just want people to have fun when they land on my MySpace page. So, there you um, go. I, yeah, I think I would pick um Chucky versus uh the giant tortoise.
0: Okay, so all right, interesting. So, now we're gonna go to a totally opposite end of the spectrum, different question.
1: All right, okay.
0: We had uh, the guys on here from Friend Circle out of Jersey. They -hmm. came to hang out with us a couple weeks ago. And, of course, Brittany and I, anytime that we come on and do any type of interviews, are internally panicking. Because, obviously, we're (laughs) fans of your music and everything when you guys come on. So, like, when when anybody comes on our show, first of all... I mean so is mine, but at the end of the day it's like we're fans of everybody that we have on the show. We we listen to you guys, we watch you guys. So for Thank us you. it's like, well, oh, oh, shit, like is this going to go good? Is this going to go bad? And oh, it's going the great. dudes of Friend Circle. The guys from Friend Circle, they were really cool about like bringing breaking the anxiety down a little bit and they were like, yeah, this isn't as bad as one interview we did when they asked us some of the most random questions. So me being the person I am, curiosity killed cat. I asked him. I was like, "So, what questions are you talking about?" And now we've implemented it into every single interview. All right, it's let's get hysterical. it. I'm excited, now. What's up? so, yeah, what's up? so, ever since, ever since Friend Circle, so we can we can thank Zach and Friend Circle. But okay. if you guys could be any sandwich, which sandwich would you be, and why? <laughs> mm,
2: mm, mm.
0: I love that everybody loves this question. All right, all right. I got it.
2: I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. So go first. Go 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 go
1: go.
2: I would either be just a straight up like peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. Um because I love those or or I would be just like a pepperoni sandwich. Just a pepperoni, pepperoni sandwich? sandwich. I've never Yeah, so, pepperoni? So, yeah, so basically I love pepperoni like fun fact. I love it so much like pepperoni, salami, all those like spiced deli meats super into those um i had like this thing my dad when i was like, like maybe three or four years old he used to work at uh, a place called stop and shop it's a, I uh i almost said restaurant uh, but like supermarket in um uh in massachusetts uh, i don't know if the franchise is still around but anyway um we lived there at the time and i would go with my stepmom to visit him while he was on his breaks and he worked in the deli and they would just give me a slice of deli pepperoni and a slice of cheese and i would just eat that um and my favorite pizza just pepperoni pizza i've always had this thing for it so i i'll buy packages of like sliced deli pepperonis or, or you know whatever and i'll just straight up like put them on bread with like mayo and like cheese and i'll totally eat that
0: so for the record he's gonna say that in this interview we're gonna post this and anytime somebody goes to see him at a show they're gonna bring him a thing of pepperonis yo dead I, like, that that would be,
2: I would be hype bro <laughs> like don't joke if we ever have to tour Like honestly, like if people bring that to us, bring Tyler pepperoni.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bring him pepperonis. (laughs)
2: That's
1: awesome. This is perfect because I I won't need meat for mine, and I'm I'm not a vegan or vegetarian or anything like that. But for my sandwich, I just need grilled cheese. So you can have all the meats and I'll take all the cheese. That's totally fine. Yeah, it'll work out.
2: See, see, here's the thing. Okay, me and Ricky talk about this all the time. We have a perfect <laughs> chemistry. We do. And the thing is, it's like, anytime I'm in some sort of area where I like, like that's my weak point or something, like he's got that, and and vice versa. So it's the thing. You know, it always like, works out. It <laughs> always works out. Like okay. I take the meat, he'll take the cheese. We're good.
0: Right. So if if Ricky's Sorry. the cheese, it's really like a perfect, like, it is though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me ask this though: If Ricky's the cheese and Tyler's the meat, who's the peanut butter and who's the jelly?
2: Um. So or so the I, peanut I think, butter like, and the. I fluff. think Ricky's nice. I, I I think Ricky's like a nice dude. You know what I mean? Like honestly, I think he's nice. really like I think he's really sweet. And so like, if I look at it from that aspect, I would say that he would be jelly because he's nice. He's sweet. Um, you know, he's Aww. he's not like he's not tough. You know what I mean? Like, he's not he's not like a bitch or anything, <laughs> but he's just not like a tough guy. Um, but like, I I'm feel a like... Libra.
1: I'm I'm not confrontational. <laughs> <anybody else's> <laughs> I'm and, and a Libra. And, and all right, I, see, I'm an Aries. <laughs> I'm an Aries. I agree with that, though. My husband's a Libra, he's the same
2: way. A... It's weird because, like, I don't think either one of us really technically believe in astrology. Um, but like, at the end of the day, I think that like Libra and Aries, like, if, if you looked at us it's entirely accurate um and so i am i'm an aries and so like i think i think peanut butter has like the element of like it can be crunchy and like you know whatever and like it has like a more savory quality and you know it uh it can separate and be oily so like its personalities can you know kind of switch and so i think for me i'd probably be the peanut butter and ricky would be the jelly if we looked at it from that aspect
1: that's that's the best way that i've
0: ever like i'm squishy (laughs)
2: I love
1: him. <laughs> so he would also
0: be the fluff too
2: if he made a fluff. He Yeah, because he's sweet. You know, he's sweet, and like honestly, I, I love him. He is he's Aww. so awesome. I I don't I don't Aww. mind if he gets a little bit sticky. It's okay. Like I love him.
1: Like, I, love him. <laughs> I, I like my Tyler crunchy. By the way, so.
2: yeah. Like I'm I'm totally the aggressive one in our yeah. in our yeah, like right. relationship. Like <laughs> like Ricky has to calm me down. Like we'll get like like I won't say like because com- I don't really care about the comments, but. Um, sometimes we'll get some comments and I'll be like, yo, like F that guy. You know what I mean? And Ricky will be like, it's, it's fine. And I'll be like, yeah, you know what? Like, whatever. i don't okay. Um,
1: well, except but, that one time I was drunk. And yeah. I, oh I, I my gosh. <laughs> 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 I got,
2: oh, um, Ricky. Like, okay. Like fun fact. Like Ricky is like the sweetest, like most non-confrontational. Like he's such a, like, he's an amazing dude. He is. He's such a sweetheart. I love him to death, but like he was at a wedding one time and, um, oh, no. like, you know, you celebrate at weddings. You know what I mean? He's an adult. And he had maybe a few too many. And I asked him, I was like, are you drunk? And he's like, no, I'm not drunk. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we started talking. And uh, we were talking about something. I, I, and I don't want to say exactly what, because I don't want to make us seem like you know, bad people. Um, but uh, we were talking about something. And he was just like, yeah, well, if they feel that way, then F them. And he was just like, all oh, like hype. And I was like, whoa, like, Ricky, are you good, bro? Like, he doesn't ever act like that. And, um, and, and he was like, maybe I am drunk. And I was like, maybe? Um uh, <laughs> It was funny.
0: Maybe was so I am aggressive. drunk. I feel but, like this but, I feel like this is fair, mine of Britney's relationship as well. Like
2: to be fair though, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> to clear the record, Ricky is not an angry drunk though. He's not an aggressive drunk. I'm I think not, he I'm, just I'm
1: not b- belligerent or anything. No, no, I, I just think he like
2: kind of lets go I come of his inhibition. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's uninhibited. He's no longer like, you know, on a diet at that point. He is full flavor Ricky <laughs> with all the fat.
0: <laughs> oh, god. oh god! Oh god! They're like us, Brittany. They're just like us. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love it. Oh my god! I think it's because like I'm the short one, so I have to be aggressive to like compensate. <laughs> I'm a... Short man syndrome. No, so I'm like I'm, 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 I'm five three and like full of hate, but you know that's what it is. It's um...
0: <laughs> the so small ones you got to worry about. Remember? Yeah,
2: well, we'll take you out of the ankles, bro.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of taking somebody out at the ankles talk to me about your name unsafe unsound do we okay should we worry Tyler, does, that, <laughs> you, you not does that does that does uh, that describe you taking people out of the ankles or so
2: it's it honestly like it, and not to like kind of shift this into like a, a dark direction or anything because now i feel bad i'm like bringing down the energy <laughs> um like uh it's fine. i asked the question I, I always feel like i talk too much in interviews like ah, i'm so bad about it but um the name comes from the fact that honestly i i struggle a lot with uh, mental health issues um uh, a lot of like past trauma from childhood and stuff like that that like i just over the past like um several years started um kind of digging up and, and working through it's it's one of those things where like when you grow up in it you don't realize it's a problem until like you get older and i met my wife and then i started realizing what like a family was supposed to be like uh seeing oh, excuse me sorry seeing the way her and her family um you know, operated and how close they were and, and, you know, like their moral compass and how like strong it was. And then I looked at kind of how I had grown up and everything. And I was like, you know, maybe there is something wrong with me. Um, and so I went and got some help and found out a lot about myself that I don't know if I was really prepared to find out. And I've been kind of struggling uh, with, with a lot of that stuff. It was weird. It was like, it didn't bother me until it was presented to me. And then all of a sudden it was like it unlocked this box where it was like, hey, you're allowed to have feelings. You're allowed to, you know, whatever. Um, And it was just like I kind of crumbled for a bit and and really struggled. And I I don't think I've necessarily entirely recovered. Um, And I've I've been pretty open and honest about this like on record. I have, like, really bad agoraphobia issues. Like, I don't, like, ever leave my house or anything unless I, like, have to. I have really bad anxiety and stuff. So, um The unsafe unsound comes from the unsafe part with me feeling like since I'm always anxious and have like health anxiety and all this other stuff, like I always feel a little bit unsafe, you know, like I'm always in danger or something just internally. And I'm always constantly like monitoring or assessing. Um, And then the unsound part is just, I don't necessarily feel entirely mentally sound. So um, knowing that I was going to be the primary lyricist and our songs were you know, probably going to be about like my struggles with mental health and stuff like that. Um, We named the band that because we felt like it was a good moniker to represent kind of what we were about and trying to get out there and get this material in front of other people who are also struggling. So maybe they could find some solace in the fact that they're not alone.
1: So Tyler is unsafe, unsound, and I'm the comma. Yeah,
2: this he's system. the comma. That's,
1: that's what I decided. Ricky's like, like I'm going to bring I it I back. Yeah. He, bring there go. Back. The you
2: go. Thank you. Here, once again, there's our, our relationship. You know, like, I was like, all right, I'm taking it down. And Ricky's like, and hey, we're back up, you know, and it works out.
0: Yeah, it makes... It makes more sense though when you when you explain it and you explain it in that way because it's I feel like that's super relatable right. to a lot of people because now when now when they hear it and they know exactly the story behind the name and everything it's like hey I've been there too because yeah. I'm the same way yeah. I've I'm I'm there I've been there I almost didn't make it to thirty twice uh,
2: you know what I, so I like I'm, I, I'm sorry to hear that but I'm glad, like, I'm glad you're here
0: yeah but like having hearing you talk about that talking about that and about the name internally i'm like well fuck that's me like i i relate to that like i i didn't accept it until i was told exactly what it was that i had and i did the same thing like everything you went through i went through
2: yeah so it just makes
0: it it makes it more relatable and makes it more meaningful for
2: people to kind of
0: listen to it and then relate to it so but I'm proud of you. That's not an easy Thank thing you. to do, to be, be open and honest about it. So It's
2: weird, because I, I actually have no issue with that, because I feel like I, I want to be authentically me. Like, I've accepted this is who I am, and, and I'm not, you know, I want to change certain things, but only to better myself, you know? But at the end of the day, like, this is who I am, this is what I go through, and uh, obviously, like, you know, our music is art, you know, at the end of the day, so I want to be expressive. And so I, you know, just try to be as expressive as possible and write the not just the music I would want to listen to as far as like sonically and be like, Oh, this sounds good. But also the stuff that I know would have helped me through whatever I was going through when I was younger. Cause that's what music did for me. And I want to be that for somebody else. And I've told people this before I've gone on records, you know, saying this, like, I do not care if we get famous and blow up and make a million dollars and play like Madison square garden or the super bowl or whatever it might be. Like for me getting bigger is just like, Hey, now I have a, a, bigger obligation or more of a responsibility to take my art and you know help as many people as i can you know getting bigger to us just means we have a larger platform to reach more people to help more people and like that for me is what unsafe unsound is about um is just making sure that we can change as many lives as possible even if it's just something small like somebody woke up just you know like hey i'm not really feeling today they got in their car they threw on one of our songs they were heading to work and they were like you know what like today's not gonna be that bad of a day after all like good great like we made that much of a difference and that's all I want to do is just like continue to do that um one live or 100 lives or one thousand or one million whatever as many like people as we can you know uh I guess like help or you know like emotionally you know touch because I didn't want to say as many people as we can touch because that might sound a little weird but um yeah just you know <laughs> as many people as we can you know like emotionally like reach um I uh, <laughs> I would I would like to to do that. Our
0: generation, the artists that are in our generation, are all kind of I think in the same mindset with that too. Because yeah. yeah. there's so many different artists we've talked about that have had a similar a similar vibe to what you're talking about that they want to portray. Because right. I feel like at right. the at our generation, because all all four of us are the same age, so yes, it's like. That, yeah. The We all have been through that, we all feel it, we all dealt with it, but it's more of a conversation now, so it keeps the conversation going, so nobody has to go through what we went through.
2: Right, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, even if they go through it, at least they have someone else, like, that understands, you know what I mean? Because, like, I think our issue was, like, we would go through stuff, but, like, I think a lot of us were told we weren't allowed to, or we needed to suck it up, or it wasn't that bad, we, we didn't have anybody we could relate to because we would never really talk about it, where I think now people almost talk about it too much. Um, and I I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like invalidating anybody, but I think that it's one of those things with if, if there's an oversaturation of something, there becomes a desensitization. And I think that that's the issue now is like, we need to learn how to not use social media to voice our every individual thought like, or whatever, like just because for a split second, you might've thought something or, or felt something that doesn't mean you need to share it with the world. Be like, it's okay to share, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, I encourage people to share if they're feeling bad. um. And, and I don't want to say overshare in the sense of, like, like, say what you need to say, you know? Definitely don't hold anything back. But use the internet responsibly, you know? Like, use that, like, split second to just stop and think, should I post this? Do I need to post this? You know, like use use the internet with discretion. I think that there's a lot of irresponsible internet use right now, and it is like turned things like anxiety or depression or whatever into almost a joke. Because like just because someone feels anxious does not mean they have an anxiety disorder. Just so because someone feels depressed or, or is going through a depression doesn't mean they have depression. And I think that like that needs to be addressed and needs to be like honestly figured out uh because like people can have these feelings but not necessarily have a disorder and i think it does kind of mess it up for the people who do actually like chronically uh go through this and have disorders because then it kind of like it makes it seem like oh, it's not that bad everybody has that issue you know what i mean mm-hmm. but once again like if you're feeling that way definitely feel free to share it but at the same time it's one of those things like you said like i, I just. Take the second, you know what I mean? Take a second to stop and just say, like, does posting this do anything? Like, not necessarily does anybody care, but, like, what is the result of me posting this? Um, and I, I think you'll find that, like, if you stop and take that second, like, you probably will decide not to post it. Because, like, you'll you'll understand that, like, me posting this actually doesn't change anything.
0: Correct. Don't let it be emotion-fueled, because that's usually where, yeah, usually where it starts. Yeah, honestly.
2: The echo chamber thing, like we need to end the era of the internet being an echo chamber for people to just be like, I'm, I feel like being racist right now, or like I feel like telling everybody I'm upset, or like you know, like gas prices are too high. Like I get it. Like we we see it, all of us see it, and like you don't need to state the obvious or whatever, and you don't need to use the internet as a platform to be irresponsible or hateful or whatever. Like it, I feel like, legitimately, there is a responsibility that comes with the freedom that we have to use the internet
0: oh yeah so the one thing that the one thing that i love about and just it's kind of relating all of that so the one thing that i love yeah. about our podcast is it allows people to see you guys outside of the music so that yeah, it makes sure, you guys yeah. more relatable so that way you can see hey they're they're normal people they have normal, oh, totally. Oh, totally. semi-normal uh, lives uh, I, yeah. I mean depending on what you do um they have normal lives but this is this is them behind the music and why they do what they do and it makes your fans fall in love with you more so like understanding and knowing like what's behind unsafe unsound and what like your biggest inspiration and things are is going to make your fans love you more like me personally if I, i love your music but if i know who you are outside of that it makes me want to listen to you more so I feel like having oh, that yeah, big I think that's relatable a pretty, like, piece, a pretty,
2: like, common, that's, thing.
1: Yeah. common thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I feel like having that, the the full meaning behind everything that you guys do, and how much of a message you want that to be, and how strong that is, um, really makes a difference for all of you guys. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's awesome. So congratulations to you guys. That's that's a big thing.
1: Thank you. We appreciate that.
0: So talk to me about what's next. Aside from this single, what's next for Unsafe Unsound?
1: Yeah, um, I think Tyler probably uh, stepped out a bit for, for his, uh, his wife and kids. But um, yeah, so after we dropped the uh, the single Redeemer, uh, we, we already have like three songs in the pipeline. And uh, Tyler and I have actually been debating uh, whether or not we should just drop an ep with lost and uh redeemer as as part of the collective and i think we are probably gonna head that route so uh, next will be a it'll be a five track ep including ross lost and redeemer and um yeah i so the songs are written we just got to get the mix and mastered uh but we're super stoked about it like because just like how every just like how one specific song has different like musical elements like i would say these five songs are all are pretty much different from each other as well so um you're you're, you're getting like a well, just yeah a, a a big sampler of like unsafe unsound sounds <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> with yeah.
0: ricky as the comma <laughs> yeah
1: yes a lot of commas in there. Yeah. <laughs> Co- like oh pop punk comma post core <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's back. ricky um, and a little bit of everything yeah
2: <laughs> I, I heard everything ricky said i'm back um uh, my, my wife actually she uh is an amazing person she actually went ahead and took care of everything because uh, she knew i was doing this so uh you know shout out to her but uh, yeah she's awesome your right? um, wife's amazing she is she's she's such a great person yeah she's she's awesome yeah. yeah um shout out to her she's actually done like album art and stuff for us she's also an artist um she's yeah so the what hurts the most album cover she did that um that So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I I had to step out for just a second, but I kept you guys uh, in my ears. And uh, as far as... uh, I wanted to touch on something Ricky said. Um, He said we're going to be like a five-track EP, Uh, hopefully, just depending on how Redeemer does. We we think people want an EP from us, but it's one of those things where it's like, if it doesn't... If our next song doesn't perform well, we don't want to release a bunch of songs for people to not listen to. We'll just keep doing singles and trying to bolster our fan base until they're like hey you know it, it warrants an ep but he said five tracks um i think it's actually gonna be seven
1: Ooh. um because oh. we have two oh. bonus Wait, okay. tracks I, I, that's that's true
2: so we're actually surprise. Put,
1: uh, you yeah, heard it so, here yeah, so there's
0: seven tracks put, uh, not five
2: <laughs> yeah we're gonna put what hurts the most on there as well just so that way because uh, we we realized we kind of rushed it when it came to the the mix, unfortunately, um, and we we okayed it at first, but we were just listening to mix after mix back to back of making revisions, exporting it, listening to it, giving revisions, and we did that for like hours, and then like we were like, okay, this sounds good. We need to hurry up and get it out because we really wanted to meet the expectations because everyone was like, when is this coming out? And we were like, ah, like, um, so it was very scary. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like,
2: and we were like, we gotta get it out now, so. Uh, We were nothing against our audio engineer. He's a great guy. His name's Jeremy Anderson. He's also in a band called Revenant. Maybe you guys can pull them on sometime. Uh, It's spelled R-V-N-T. They're also from Virginia. Um, Definitely. They're they're so good. Um, (laughs) Brittany,
0: Brittany, you got that? (laughs) Cool. R-V-N-T.
2: Yep, so they're great guys. Uh, Love them to death. And um, they were just on tour with Attack Attack, actually, or, or going on tour with Attack Attack. Um, I can't nice. remember if it happened already or not. So um,
1: will be. I think that's coming up, yeah. Yeah, because
2: I know they're on a tour now, I think. Um yeah, they're, so
1: they're, think, uh, they're they're
2: constantly doing stuff. They're they they yes. definitely are some like another band that has a great work ethic and uh, just solid sound. They're a little on the heavier side, but like definitely solid. Um anyway, so nothing against him. He, you know, has been our audio engineer for a while. Great dude, solid producer. Um it's just we were trying to rush this so hard. Yep yep yes, yeah so solid dudes um and we just kind of rushed it and i don't think any of us had the time to really sit back and be like is this good and then when we put it out we had a couple people make comments about how the mix wasn't really up to par and we were like you know what we we kind of agree maybe we should get a couple things fixed so there will be an updated mix of what hurts the most on there
1: a, a remaster
2: yeah <laughs> as well as um another sneak uh or another extra song that uh i don't know do you want to tell them or do you want to leave it a surprise
1: yeah i don't know we can tell them so okay. it, it this one is like a remix of of one of our exist current singles lost and uh i like to mess around with lo-fi sometimes uh so it was like, I, I was just feeling like you know let me let me make a chill beat because I, I i love listening to lo-fi like music sometimes in the car uh or like before bed uh, and I just kind of took our song and just like, you know, flipped it. Uh, and then Tyler also threw some vocals on it. So it'll be like, yes, yeah, so I, I would say like they're like bonus tracks. So the, so two bonus tracks on top of the five like songs, uh, we got the, what hurts the most, uh, remastered and, uh, lost Lo-Fi remix.
0: Well, that makes me excited. You guys have a lot yeah. of really yeah. exciting things. Also, when you're talking about these comments that you were getting from what hurts the most about it not being up to par or whatever, can I please tell you that when it came out and I listened to it in my car, I literally screamed <laughs> when it came out because I was so excited thank that you. it was there. Um, and you. the the whole thing about it, I was... And then I was sending it to everybody and I was like, you're not going to believe this shit. It happened.
2: Hey. <laughs> Thank you. yeah, we we were super stoked (laughs) that the reception that we got was like so great, honestly, and we're we're happy that a majority of the people who listen to it seem to also say like, hey, we're here for the long haul, whether it's the alternative or not. Like, we just like you guys, and we like your sound. You know, we've tried to be as personal as we can with our fans, responding to almost every comment we can. You know, stuff like that because we want to like we want to build a community, not a fan base. Like, we don't want to be a business you know and you know trying to sell something to a consumer per se like yeah at the end of the day it is still that to an extent but we we want to engage with our fans as much as we can while we have the opportunity because if we get too big it might get a little harder and we want to you know provide a transparent look into who we are and what we do and why and be as like personable as we can so you guys can get to know us because like you said earlier when you know a band you want to support them and so you know partly for our success and partly just because we're like just so happy that anyone gives a shit about what we're doing
1: it's just it's honestly it's yeah, it, awesome it, it's huge to us yeah and you know we that and that's why we respond to as many comments as we can because like we we're truly grateful for like, yeah you know, you know the things that people have been saying like, to us about our music so Um, The least we can do is say thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say,
0: like I said, when you guys popped into our live, literally at the same time we were playing your cover, when you popped into there and then you were like, yeah, let's do the show, I messaged Brittany and I was like, did that just happen? Is that a thing? And Brittany was like, yes, I will email them. And I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) So, I mean, thank
2: you. Thank you guys for honestly asking. It's really cool. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, we're more than over the moon that you guys got the chance to hang out with us and that you got the chance to be on the show. I'm glad we could make that work um, to get you guys on yeah, here. It's been fun. But uh, sure. congratulations to you guys on all the success and everything that you've had. I mean, I know what hurts the most was a huge success. You have your new single coming out, um, potential EP and things that are happening. So you guys have a lot of really exciting things in the work and I really love what you guys have what you guys have created even though you've never physically met each other, but um, well
1: we will We it's eventually kind of, it's gonna happen <laughs>
0: eventually <laughs> i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i i said the same thing so we decided we decided when we do meet like it'll be for like a huge project so it'll be like you know whether it's a music video photo shoot uh and then we're just gonna shoot the shit have fun like play games uh you know at,
2: Wait, we're the, also the gonna place. like vlog like the entire yeah. thing so like we'll yeah. we're gonna like get like you know we'll have to like edit the video over time but like, because so many people want us to meet, we're just going to do a thing where we're going to be like, you know, spend the day with Ricky and Tyler and we'll, you know, we'll edit it all together and you guys can see kind of what our dynamic is like in person uh, when we finally get to meet each other. So,
0: <laughs> I was going to say, that'll be, that'll be fun to see in, of with you guys together versus just side by side in a video right now. Because we can see it now. I it. We feel bad about editing, it, but...
1: each other in. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah like you guys are I mean, literally we, like how Elsa, you finish each other's sandwiches like it it's yeah perfect
2: yeah and whether Full they or circle eat butter did you see or, how that happened you know, grilled cheese
0: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah, i love that or a pepperoni sandwich <laughs> come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but guys we have uh we've hit our hour mark when it comes to interview. so i know that you guys have oh, wow. you guys have busy schedules you guys have a lot of things going on but again we want to okay. thank you guys so much for coming Thank you. Um, coming on the show and hanging out with us. You guys are more than welcome to come back anytime that you want. Maybe we, we can see it. after you release your new single and everything where you're at, okay. maybe revisit that um, mm-hmm. or kind of see where you're at. Um, but if there's anything that we can ever do for you guys, please let us know. We're not that Thank far you. from either one of you. So yeah. In, in, yeah. You in every one direction. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, yeah but again congratulations on everything um thank you uh please thank make sure know. that everybody that is listening please go check out unsafe unsound you can find them on apple music you can please. find them on spotify tiktok instagram amazon you can find them on literally everywhere uh please We're go and listen to them everywhere. they're everywhere like michelle branch do it um <laughs> if it
1: <laughs> yeah, i love michelle branch
0: <laughs> um so please go and check them out. If you go and check them out, please let them know that the Elder Emo Hours had sent you. Gentlemen, thank you again yeah, for, for hanging sure. out with yeah, us. Sure. Yes. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Um, but, okay.
1: Thanks for having us. Thank you. thank you. But this is the Elder no Emo
0: Hours, and this was Unsafe Unsound.